This is Kate Mercer on the Go Well program. This week I'm interviewing Dr. Michael Mosley all about fasting. Dr. Mosley is the number one New York Times bestselling author of The Fast Diet, The Eight-Week Blood Sugar Diet, The Clever Guts Diet, The Fast 800 and Fast Asleep. Dr. Mosley trained to be a doctor at the Royal Free Hospital in London before joining the BBC where he spent three decades as a science journalist and executive producer. Now freelance, he is a well-known television personality and was named Medical Journalist of the Year by the British Medical Association. Good morning, uh, Dr. Michael Mosley. Thank you so much for coming on to the Go Well radio program. Pleasure. And uh, you've just arrived in Australia, in Western Australia, I, I hear. You're doing a bit of filming over there? That's the idea. So we arrived a couple of days ago and we are currently um, locked away in a hotel room. I'm here with my wife, Claire, who does the recipes for the book. And so we are in isolation. We arrived at the airport along with the other people on the plane. We got escorted by the police along to our hotel, um, stuck in the room and told not to come out again for two weeks. So we're in a, a lovely little room, eight paces by three paces. So I'm glad to be in the screen. So far, I haven't seen anything of it apart from what I can see out of my um, hotel bedroom. Oh, golly, I'd forgotten all about that. Oh, here was me thinking that you were out there having a swim in the ocean. <laughs> I can see the water. I just can't get it close to it. <laughs> oh, God, that must be so frustrating. Oh, well, you have plenty of time for radio interviews then. Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. Well, let's go straight to it. Most people in Australia, so many people in Australia know your work, the wonderful work that you're doing, your books and your TV shows, your videos are everywhere. I was in Target the other day here and was walking along looking for some clothes and there were your books there. They're absolutely everywhere. It's fantastic, the work that you're doing, but some people may not. So I wanted to ask you um, to start with, to describe what happened to you when you first put on weight, which uh, I guess is one of the things that uh, put you on your this journey. Absolutely. So um, I uh, trained in medicine in London at Royal Free Hospital. And uh, one of the odd things about medical school is they teach you almost nothing about food. So it wasn't really until um, 2012 that I got interested in it. And the reason I got interested is because I went to see my GP, had a blood test for something completely different. And um, she rang me up to tell me I had type 2 diabetes, which was obviously a very nasty shock because I had no symptoms. And I didn't look you know, particularly overweight or anything like that. So that's when I really started getting interested in why, what had happened. I mean, one of the things that happened is I'd put on, you know, something like 10 or 15 kilos um, since my 20s, and that's quite normal. You put on, on average, after the age of 30, you put on something like half a kilo um, a year. So uh, it started piling on, particularly around my waist. Mm. Anyway, uh, my GP wanted me to start on medication. I said, no, thanks. And I made a documentary for the BBC, which also got shown over here, called Eat fast, live longer, which was all about intermittent fasting. During the course of making the documentary, I invented a new diet, which I call the 5-2 diet, and I lost around 10 kilos. And my blood sugars went entirely back to normal. So I had cured myself of diabetes, which is kind of remarkable, particularly as my doctor told me that that was impossible, that once you had diabetes, you had it for life. So that's really what launched me off uh, being interested in diet, how to help people lose weight, and particularly how to get their blood sugars back to normal really fast. Well, it's absolutely fantastic. And so you've published, um, I've got written down here, four books, The Fast Diet, The Eight-Week Blood Sugar Diet, The Clever Guts Diet, and The Fast 800. What we're going to talk to you mostly about today, uh, Dr. Mosley, is uh, the fasting, because it's like you've, to me, I mean, I've been doing this magazine for about 20 years, 
fasting used to be really quite a hippie sort of pursuit, didn't it, really? Uh, and people do like three-day juices and, uh, you know, water diets and things like that. But you've really sort of made it seem, seem like a lot safer and uh, sort of created your own way of fasting in some respects, haven't you? Absolutely. As you said, that in fact, in all great religions have advocated fasting in some form or another. Uh, the ancient Greeks used to recommend it, some of the great thinkers like Plato, um, and way down the generations, people have embraced the idea of fasting. Hippocrates, uh, the father of modern medicine, um, said that fasting was a great way to cure a whole range of different diseases. So it's been there in the background, but then regarded as a bit sort of, as you say, a bit fringy. And the thing which has brought it back to the forefront is mainly some really good science, in particular done by a guy called Professor Mark Matson, who's based at the National Institutes in Aging in the US, and who I met while I was making my um, Horizon documentary, Eat Fast, Live Longer. And he's the one who really showed me the science. And he calls it intermittent energy restriction, because you're not going without any calories. What he was recommending was that I cut my calories down to about six or 700, and I do that a couple of days a week. And he'd been doing some human studies, but also animal studies. And those had shown multiple benefits from having short bursts where you cut your calories uh, really quite dramatically by down to about a quarter. And so that's really what launched uh, my interest. And um, based on his research and research of other American academics and Brits and some Australians, um, I wrote a book called The Fast Diet, uh, which was all about the 5-2 diet. And the idea was there that you cut your calories two days a week. Um, you can do any days, but preferably back to back. And back then, I was recommending people go for about 700 calories. These days, I recommend 800 calories uh, because that's kind of where the science has gone. And people kind of, some people got on with it really well. Other people struggled. Um, so uh, that was um, the beginnings of the 5-2 diet. And there's been a lot of research, particularly in Australia, showing multiple benefits from using this approach. Though I would say, you know, just because you're cutting your calories two days a week doesn't mean you can eat junk food on the other five days. You do still have to eat healthily. Uh, and uh, the recipes in the book, uh, which are written by my wife, Claire, they're all based on what I'd describe as a healthy Mediterranean-style diet because it's important that you embrace, you know, other aspects of well-being. It's not a magic formula. You can't just eat junk food, you know, five days a week and cut your calories two days and hope that's going to make the change. It's not. It's about lots of other things as well. Mm, yes. And uh, can you ever talk to us about uh, ketones and ketosis? It's something I always get a little bit confused about. That's part of this uh, process, isn't it, when you're on the fasting diets? Sure. That seems to be one of the beneficial aspects. Now, I have recently updated, if you like, the 5-2 diet with something called the Fast 800, and that starts on a rapid weight loss. So you're actually at 800 calories a day every day uh, for a few weeks, and then you switch over to the 5-2. And what you're trying to do, your body is like a hybrid car. It runs on two different fuel systems, sugar and fat. And your body treats fat like money in the bank, and it treats sugar like money in your pocket or your purse. And so it goes to that first. That's its go-to source. And it's only when the sugar supply starts to run lower that it switches to burning fat. Mm -hmm. And typically, uh, that never happens because we snack throughout the day, um, and we have about a half a kilo of sugar on board. And that will last you probably 10, 12, 14 hours. So if you have a snack... First thing in the morning, another snack at midday, lunch, snack, dinner, snack, go to bed. 
you're never ever going to run down your sugar supply. You are never ever going to burn your fat. When you do the rapid weight loss, the 800 calories, one of the things that happens is that you quickly deplete your sugar supply. It goes down. It never goes all the way down because your body uh, will keep sufficient sugar levels going to you know keep you healthy. That's how you're designed. But it will then switch over to burning fat. And that's called flipping the metabolic switch. It is exactly how we were evolved to, you know, it's exactly how we are designed, if you like, to operate. Because in the past, our remote ancestors would have gone for quite long periods without food. So what happens, your body goes, okay, sugar level's going down a bit. I'm going to switch over to fat burning. And the way it burns fat is it turns your fat stores into these things called ketone bodies. And it uses those to supply energy to your brain and your organs and things like that. So what starts to happen is you start turning into a fat burning machine. And one of the ways you can measure this is, for example, using things called keto sticks, where you measure your urine. You just dip it in the urine and it tells you that your ketone body is beginning to rise. And that's because your body is burning all these ketones, but some of the excess ketones come out in your urine and sometimes in your breath as well. So you can get this sort of you smell, you smell of acetone a little bit because that's a sign you are in ketosis. And this is actually a good thing. Uh, if it goes really high, it's always been perceived as dangerous. Type 1 diabetics, if they go to in a state of ketosis, that's a bad thing. But moderate ketosis seems to be a very healthy thing. It's a sign that you're burning fat. And the other thing we know about it is that uh, it suppresses hunger. And beyond that, it also seems to be pretty good for the brain. So Professor Mark Matson, who I mentioned earlier, who's a world expert neurochemist, neuroscientist, uh, he's done lots of studies showing that when people go into ketosis, uh, their brains, if you like, operate better. And he's been doing a big trial now looking at the 5-2 method in people who are at risk of dementia. So ketosis in this context seems to be a good thing. And it is a side effect of the fact that you are restricting your calories and you have forced your body to start burning your fat. So it's a sign that you're burning fat, which is a good thing. Fantastic. It's just, uh, you, it's very clear the way you describe things. And then can you go on <laughs> to talk about um, the time-restricted uh, time eating, the TRE? So the thing about time-restricted eating is that instead of, for example, cutting your calories during the day, you simply reduce the amount of time during the day in which you eat. So, for example, if you stop eating anything at 8 in the evening and then you don't eat anything until 8 the next morning, that would be known as 12-12. You're going 12 hours without eating and then 12 hours during which time you do eat. If you were to stop eating earlier or, for example, to delay your breakfast, you could do something called 14-10. And that means you are having 14 hours overnight without eating and then 10 hours within which you eat. And there's an even harder version called 16-8, which is quite popular. And um, that just means you're eating within an eight-hour window. And the benefit of that, again, is it kind of forces your body to turn to the fat stores and you go into a state of mild ketosis. Hmm. It also means that uh, you're just less tempted to snack because you've set yourself these rules um, I'm not going to eat after, say, 8 o'clock at night. And that means you won't be tempted to have that late night bit of cheese or maybe gulp the milk or have a sort of chocolate bar or something like that. So mm -hmm. that's what time-restricted eating is. And would you be sort of suggesting that uh, you do time-restricted eating, say, two days out of, out of seven or something like that? 
uh, the, the general idea is you try and do it five or six days a week. Uh, personally, I think uh, I try to combine it with something like the 5-2 or mm. if um, people are doing the fast 800, the rapid weight loss, I suggest they incorporate that into it because it just they work together quite mm. well. Mm. Uh, it can be done just by itself. So you can just decide I'm just going to do time-restricted eating and not worry about my calories. Uh, but uh, the weight loss is very modest if you do that. Uh, there are some other uh, benefits, but there was a study which came out recently, for example, in which they got people to do 16-8, but they didn't uh, give them any other advice. And it turned out they lost almost no weight at all compared to control group. So again, it's not magic. Uh, you have to kind of uh, have a healthy lifestyle along with it. So how would, if you were, um, if you were writing a program for someone with your fast 800 diet, how would you incorporate the time restricted eating? Oh, it's already incorporated. I mean, I we see. do have a website called thefast800.com and you can find a lot more information there. And uh, the program is absolutely based on it. Um, you can also, if you want to find out some recipes, uh, my wife, um, uh, has lots of recipes on her Instagram account at Dr. Claire Bailey. Uh, she is a GP and she also creates all the recipes um, for um, our books. And she also has a lot of experience um, helping people lose weight and reverse their diabetes and things like that. So the website, um, thefast800.com, has a lot of additional information. Yep, no, that's fantastic. I've certainly published uh, some of uh, the recipes there. They're really, really good. I just wanted to come back to that question, though, so I can just understand it myself. If uh, When people go into the Fast 800 um, program and if they're doing it, then you're saying the time-restricted eating is part of that. So yes. can you just give an example of that? So over a week, what, how, how much time oh, sure. are we? Um, so, for example, over a week, what you might do is uh, you would be following this 800 calories so your breakfast might be some eggs and then you'd have um, soup and salad for lunch and then you'd have a big pile of veg and uh, meat or, or some vegetarian alternative. And the only thing that would be different is that you would have your dinner earlier and your breakfast later. So rather than having breakfast at 7 a.m., you'd have breakfast at 9 a.m. And instead of finishing your evening meal with a glass of wine at sort of 9 in the evening, you'd finish at 8 in the evening. So you'd be doing um, something like a 14-hour um, stretch. You're eating the same calories, the 800, but it's just within a narrower uh, time window of, say, 10 hours. And you do that ideally seven days a week. Um, and you may, you may lapse, but if you, you've, it's about getting into a habit and a pattern. If you only do it a couple of days a week, you will struggle because it won't, it'll feel odd. Your stomach will be shouting at you, hey, it's seven in the morning, I'm hungry. It takes a while to get used to it. Uh, but yeah. what you'll find is you can teach your stomach. And a lot of the times we have these hunger signals which have nothing to do with actually feeling hungry. They're simply based on the fact that the body is used to getting its calories at 7 a.m., uh, 1 p.m., uh, uh, 7 p.m., that sort of thing. And so you are retraining your yep. body what to expect and when. And so uh, what sort of period of time do you sort of work with people over to train their body up into that new style of eating? How long does it normally take? Three months or something? Or no, no, it takes it's hugely variable, but uh, most people, and it depends on how, you know, how much you're changing. But broadly speaking, uh, whether it is the 5-2 approach or the rapid weight loss or uh, the time-restricted eating, uh, most people adapt within around two to three weeks. 
And then it's a matter of just ingraining it as a habit mm -hmm. and getting on with it. And because certainly with the fast 800, you see very rapid weight loss um, in the order of two to three kilos a week, uh, then this is very motivating. So we have been um, doing this running a program now, about 20,000 people have gone through it. Average weight loss of around 10 kilos in eight weeks because it starts off very rapid and slows down a bit, uh, but uh, it's, it is a very, very satisfying uh, way of doing it because you see such rapid change. And you also see big improvements in your blood sugar levels and your blood pressure and mood and energy. And again, people uh, say to me they're astonished because they can't imagine on eight or 900 calories that they're going to be anything other than ravenous, but they stop feeling hungry and they are supercharged with energy. And that is also a product of the fact that they are now burning mm. fat. Because mm. most of us fatten us to keep us going for at least another five or six months, even if we ate nothing at all. It's just tapping into the fat um, stores is what it's all about. Yeah, it's quite quite interesting. You've turned a few things on their head too in, in what you're doing. And one of those is that rapid weight loss, isn't it? Because it used to, everybody always used to think rapid weight loss was not a good thing and that you'd... Um, you just start putting the weight on. So you sort of turned that over, haven't you, with your, the work you're doing? Absolutely. Uh, that was based on uh, some studies, particularly done 60s and 70s, on things like the, uh, you know, the cabbage soup diet or things like that. And they were very poor quality food that people were eating. And the critical thing is they weren't eating enough protein. You need to be eating decent amounts of protein every day, otherwise you lose muscle. So uh, my um, books and the online program are based on some really big randomized controlled trials that have been done in the last couple of years in the UK, the US and Australia. And they have consistently shown that this approach, 800 calories, mm. rapid weight loss leads to much greater weight loss in the short, the medium and the long term. So one of the studies has now been running for, I think it's three years, um, and that was a proper randomized controlled trial and um, people either allocated to the 800 calorie approach or to standard advice. And they have lost and kept off around 10 kilos compared to nothing in the group who were doing following standard advice. Mm -hmm. Because most people, when they go on a diet, they get bored, they give up. It is important what you eat. That's why my, you know, mm. the, the online program and the books are full of very mm. nutritious Mm. You can't just eat junk food. You, particularly when you're 800 calories, it's super important that you're getting enough protein, you're getting enough vitamins, nutrients, mm. and things like that. So mm. it's not something you can just make up yourself. Absolutely. And there's also a support program to make sure that you stay on track because, as we all know, losing one mm. weight is one thing. Keeping it off is another thing. I've written down, actually, one of those studies called the preview study. Can you just talk about that? Yeah, sure. So the preview study was done in uh, people who were pre-diabetic. So the, these were people who had raised blood sugars, but not yet in the diabetic range. And this was about 5,000 people. So it was an enormous study done across eight countries, including um, Australia and New Zealand. And what they did is they asked these people uh, to go on a rapid weight loss, 800 calorie diet, do that for about eight weeks. They lost an average of between 10 and 14 kilos, and then they followed them up. And what they found was that if you did this compared to a control group, they found your chance of becoming diabetic was reduced by 96%. So this was over four years. Yeah, so people who are, are pre-diabetic, 
high risk of going on to develop diabetes. And the terrible thing about pre-diabetes is you don't know you have it. About a third of the Australian adult population are probably pre-diabetic mm. and less than one in a hundred will know that they have it. But there are no symptoms. And unless you're checked, unless you've had your blood sugars checked, you won't know. And this was a study which just showed you you can alter the trajectory of this disease. And the mm. thing about diabetes, pre-diabetes, is the sooner you get on with it, the better. Mm. Because the longer uh, it's there, the more damage it does, the harder it is to reverse. So uh, the preview study was awesome in its impact. And it showed mm. you, you know, just what can be done. Huge respect to the researchers. Yep, amazing, amazing study. What, when was that, what year was that done, Dr. Mosley? That was started in 2013. They published the results last summer. These studies take a long time to do. Oh, no, no, it's fantastic. Uh, and, they're, they're great. It's yeah. a great study. God, it's amazing. I'd like to just ask you in finishing, actually. I mean, you've just uh, really given us a fantastic overview. And uh, as you said, uh, with your, your, your wife doing all the recipes, but I'd like to just say um, you've, you've got, you had in your book something about mindfulness and um, yes. the prodigal son practice. Yes, absolutely. So it's about, um, there are three really, well, indeed four really critical things. Think of them as legs of the chair, uh, which are important for optimal health. One of them is to maintain a decent weight. Um, and ideally, if you can get your waist to be less than half your height, that seems to be a good sort of measure of um, healthy living. The second is to uh, be active, do regular exercise, whether it's walking, running, swimming, but also include some strength exercises like squats and press-ups. Exercise, activity, hugely important. Third thing is get a good night's sleep. I've written a book also called Faster Sleep, all about how to make your sleep better. And the fourth thing is manage stress. And for that, it's about mindfulness. And mindfulness is a, you know, a, a very trendy thing now, but it goes back to an ancient Buddhist practice. And indeed, all the great religions have practiced some form of mindfulness where you're kind of aware of your breath, but also thankfulness. Um, so the prodigal son is essentially, it's a way of expressing uh, gratitude for the life you lead. It's a moment of kind of reflecting on the good things in life. Because too often we just think about all the bad stuff that's going on. Uh, but uh, one of the things that's been shown to make us happy is um, simply in the evening, get out a little notebook or whatever you want to do and write down three good things that have happened to you that day. Have you got any closing comments? I guess what, um, what's ahead? I think I, I heard from your publicist that you're, you've got another book coming out next year. Well, what's, what's sort of ahead for you? Is it sort of more of the same? Or I guess being a researcher, you're sort of doing new stuff as well? It's it's always being updated. The one that's coming out at the beginning of the year um, is a recipe book uh, called The Fast 800 Easy. Essentially, it's um, how you can do this rapid weight loss as easily, um, cheaply, efficiently as possible. And it's got lots of brilliant new recipes uh, by my wife, Dr. Claire Bailey, uh, based on uh, lots of research. But essentially, you know, they're really tasty, delicious food, uh, mm. and it can be done with a lot of stuff you can find in your store cupboard and things like that. So it's not kind of difficult to do or fancy, complicated um, or expensive. It's uh, based on a Mediterranean-style diet mm. uh, with plenty of olive oil and fish and things like that. We've calculated that it costs about two-thirds of the amount that an average Australian diet is. So it's both uh, cheap, unbelievably good for your health, uh, and <laughs> what more do you want? Uh, and also there's vegan and, and vegetarian options included in those recipes I hear. Is that right? There are vegetarian but not vegan. The, okay. the problem with uh, 
a vegan diet is it's very, very hard to get the adequate amounts of protein when you cut down to 800 or even 1,000 calories. It's super important that you're eating at least um, 500, 600 calories. Uh, we do, uh, on the, the website, we do vegan shakes for people who want to do it uh, with meal shakes. And we just launched in Australia. And those are vegan friendly. Uh, but it's very, very hard. Uh, and we've tried hard uh, to actually do vegan diets with enough protein in them when you're that low in calories. So, uh, yeah, uh, meal replacement shakes are a perfectly adequate way of doing it if what you want to do is lose weight. Indeed, some people find them much easier to do. And again, with vegetarians, it's, again, super important. You are getting enough protein. Mm. And uh, that's what these diets are all about. All right. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on once again. Uh, it's just incredible. Um, everything that you're doing there, the books are fantastic. Uh, there's just no doubt. I think it's just going to knock all the other diets on the head, really. Um, all the evidence is certainly there. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I'd love to have another chat with you, actually, maybe while you're in your uh, two weeks in the in your hotel room over there about the uh, the sleep, <laughs> your sleep book as well, because I know a lot of people Absolutely. are having trouble with sleep. So. We might have another talk about that. But thank you so much for coming on today, uh, Dr. Michael Mosley. Pleasure.